recording, start re streaming. Late to the party. And then hit the button that says we're streaming. Uh, 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 I never ate. I have food here, and I never ate my food. I have had one hot pocket. Hot pocket. All right. One hot pocket. <laughs> the first thing said on the stream, I believe, is one hot pocket. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Space Time Taco. No, this isn't NPR. This is fucking stupid. <laughs> like, what if we did that? What if the way we did Space Time Taco was, Hello. Today we're talking about video games and the way they affect the world. Uh, <laughs> I would put a fucking gun in my mouth, honestly. Come on. No talking about that kind of... That's just... Oof. <laughs> Ugh. This time it's an actual joke, but this time <laughs> I'm gonna stop talking now. Continue. God. No, just you know, how, how's your day, Nate? How, how's the weekend going for you? Well, the weekend is now demonetized, but <laughs> the weekend's now demonetized. De demonetized. Demonetized. Demonetized sounds like you're being, like, a demon is pe being put into you. <laughs> No. Oh, just what are use you doing today? You, oh, I'm demonetizing. Use, use that term next time you like mug somebody and get caught. Just be like, "Look, I wasn't stealing. I was, I was demonetizing, demonetizing that person." I heard him say "fuck." That's not child friendly. No, no monetization for you. Here's the thing. I feel like we can just fucking say whatever the fuck we want because guess what? We aren't monetized to begin with. This is true. It also ensures we will never be, but. No, what ensures us never being is uh, nobody. These these restrictions on YouTube that just get bigger and bigger. Uh, uh, but yeah, the algos, bro. The algorithm. Uh, did you write ha 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 again? Or was yes, that always I there? I feel no, like I wrote that. Well, that's gone. <laughs> oh, no, I fucked everything up. <laughs> nope, no, this that button. All right, cool. Destroy the alignment. Stop. <laughs> So, Nate, what have you been playing slash watching, as it says right here, what we watch slash play? So, Question mark. I've been playing more near Automata. Oh, hold on. Did I say my name's Chris and this is? No, you didn't. <laughs> we skipped that intro entirely. That's Chris. I'm Nate. This is Space Time Taco. We've been doing this for three years. We are professionals. Professionals. <laughs> I played uh, a lot of Nier Automata lately. Um, finished the A route. I'm on the B route where you play as 9S. I don't even know what that means. So, the in the game, 9S. right, you beat the game once as 2B, the main female character with 300,000 pixels in her butt. Beat the game once. Um, you beat the game with her. She's straight up just combat focused, combat mm -hmm. and skill focused. Mm hmm. This is the um, one that there's an achievement for looking up her skirt. Yes. I think there's an achievement for it. I don't know. I tried it. Never got it to work. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't really matter because if you activate the self-destruct and blow yourself up, her skirt comes off anyway. The fuck? <laughs> um, no, I finished the A route. Um, now I'm on the B route where you play as 9S. Also known as the Brout? Yes, the Brout. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, playing as him... Is different because you can still engage in combat, but you can only equip one weapon with him, whereas with 2B you can equip two. So his heavy attack is replaced by a hacking ability. If you target an enemy and hold Y, you start a hacking thing that charges up over time, 
it's not really that long. It takes like a second to hack something. When you do, it starts this little mini game like bullet hell shooter that gets difficult, more difficult depending on how tough that enemy really is. Hmm. And if you beat that, you do a whole lot of extra damage to the enemy by blowing them up. If you hack them when they're unaware, you can choose to blow them up, enslave them for a little bit of time, making them fight for you, or control them directly. So you can actually control little machines that you're fighting in the game. Hmm. Um, after I beat his route, I know that the C route will come up where you play as A2, which is another female combat-based android who has a different story that kind of exposes stuff about the world. It's very spoilery heavy content, so I won't even say what it is. But uh, I have yet to get to that route myself. But overall, Nier Automata is a game that a lot of people liked. It's kind of a cult classic. Yoko Taro is, I guess for lack of a better term, tries to be very pretentious with his games. Tries to inject He's a lot the of like, philosophical the head stuff head, in it. That, that weird yeah. head thing, right? Yeah, that's his character, Emil, who was in the first Nier game. Um... Apparently, there's a lore connection between the Nier titles and the Drakengard titles, which he also made. The what? Drakengard? Drakengard was sort of like a Dynasty Warrior-style game where you fought a lot of enemies on the ground, but you could also pilot a dragon and fly around maps and stuff and burn people. Okay. I have the original one on PS2. It's actually not that bad of a game. It's pretty fun, but... Um, his games are very very weird and for a lot of people are going to be very hard to get into because their stories are rather convoluted he likes to uh like i said try to inject a lot of philosophical points in this game to make a character feel something Mm -hmm. um one thing i will say is i believe after clearing the c route um there's a message that shows up that asks you if you would like to delete your save data and one random person in the world will be saved so what this does is you it, the game actually does delete your save data, and it makes you watch it delete your save data while it's happening. What the fuck? But then one random other player gets, like, a bunch of buffs in their game after you do it. That is the weirdest fucking thing. Yeah. It's it's extremely weird. Um, beyond that, I mean, the game is fun if you're into sort of a free-roaming hack-and-slash JRPG, which this is. Platinum Games worked on most of the gameplay for the game, so it's very much their style of combat. Yeah. A whole lot of fluid stuff with combos and shit like that. And um, a lot of people like that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, I'm enjoying it for what it is. It's a nice way for me to take a break between, like, super sweaty sessions of Call of Duty, which is the only other thing I've been playing lately. Did you just say super sweaty sessions? Yeah. So, this... When, it, when we say sweat... When it comes to like FPS games, we're talking about those moments where it's like you want to be a tryhard. You want to like do everything you can to ensure that you're winning and that you're playing well. And it gets to a point where it can be stressful because all you're thinking about for literally hours is how you're going to accomplish that. Hmm. So we call it being sweaty. But, um,. I've been playing Call of Duty. I've logged into play to PSO a couple of times, but haven't really had time to sit down and play it. Lou actually just messaged me about he was creating a character in that, just to check it out. <clears throat> or as yeah. he calls so, it, play for five minutes and then never actually get around to playing anymore. <laughs> well, it's much easier if you play with p- other people. Yeah. Um, I got invited to an alliance, which is their version of like a guild in the Ooh. game. Um, 
and the people that I'm in this alliance with, they're they're fun. They talk a lot. They interact a lot. We help each other out on quests and leveling our characters and stuff like this. You can literally take one character in the game, and you can level every single class on that one character. You do not have to make another character. Um, beyond that, like the alliance gives you special bonuses and perks and access to things that you wouldn't normally have. Uh, I've got so many fucking cosmetic items in this game. It's ridiculous. Uh, what else? Oh, they started their 4th of July event, so I took a uh, screen cap of something. I may have put it on Twitter already, but I took a screen cap of the main plaza. They literally put the Statue of Liberty in the main shopping plaza. Hmm. <laughs> like, I'm not lying. <laughs> they put a Statue of Liberty there. There's a bunch of, like, Liberty Bells around some of the hub areas with, like, eagles on top of them. Wow. They do these ridiculous events. Like, one week it was a Sonic event because the game is a Sega game. Oh, so that's cool. a Sonic event. If you typed gotta go fast in the chat, you actually got extra Sonic-based items. Um, they had a Sonic event. They had a wedding event where they released a bunch of wedding-themed cosmetic items. Um, and now they've got this 4th of July event. They just released... The cosmetic items come out on these on this gotcha system called Scratch Card, so it's completely random. Um, you basically play, pay some real-world money like to get some microtransactions. It, it is microtransactions. <laughs> But it's it's random microtransactions. Um, but doing those scratch cards have gotten me the cosmetic items I want, so I'm not mad about it. And anything I don't want, I'm able to sell off in... The game has a personal shop section where you basically... You literally set up your own storefront, and you can sell things to other players. So I've made millions of the base in-game currency just doing that. And when I say millions, I'm talking like I'm $35 million rich in a video game now, <laughs> inside of a week. <laughs> so, I don't know. I haven't played it a whole lot lately just because I'm grinding through another class that I'm not having a whole lot of fun grinding through. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the events that have gone on haven't really caught my attention. I'm waiting for another good set of cosmetic items to launch before I spend any more money on it because I've spent far too much fucking money on this game. Um, when I say far too much, I'm talking upwards of hundreds of dollars now. Ooh. So, like, what I have spent on this, I could have bought a whole nother Xbox with. That's bad. So, well, we all remember my story when I was talking about that game on my iPad, Hawkeye Impact 3rd, and I spent quite literally over $1,000 just getting stuff in that game. So I've stopped doing that. Now, I'm almost done... It's not really game related, but I'm almost done my PC build. I need to order three more fans of a certain type. Hmm. I'm looking to get the fans on the cheap because they come with extra accessories that I don't need, and it's the only way those fans are sold for some reason. Mm -hmm. So I need those three fans because the three fans I just ordered are going to replace three fans that already came with the case because those fans look like doo-doo for some reason to me. Um... <clears throat> Once I get those three fans, I'll be able to install everything in the case. I'll probably have to get an AIO as well. Because I don't know if I just want to go straight air cooling. I don't think I do. Not with the cooler that the processor came with. But we'll see. Either way, it'll be together in a short amount of time. And we'll have a build guide video on our YouTube channel for it. Cool, cool, cool. And if it's really bad, it might turn into a build explosion video. No, I've actually already put it together. Like, all the working parts have been put together. 
and I've tested it to boot it to see if it will post, and it works fine. Oh, good. Almost spilled my drink. Um, yeah, I've actually been so with everybody being home. I should say, basically, one of our friends, Damien, uh, is currently stuck at home because he had surgery recently. So he's been able to hang out and play more games online with me and Lou. And uh, we've been running through a whole bunch of Game Pass games just trying to find something we all enjoyed. Um, so in the past week, we checked out. Uh, <laughs> we hopped in, finally got around to hopping in and playing um, No Man's Sky, which I had played. I've checked it out before. Um, we landed, we started on a, a hot-ass planet. And uh, our ice. Yeah, our um, our ships were on the top, like literally on the top of a mountain. So <laughs> I understood what I was doing. So I had, didn't have that hard of a time. Both of them died before they were able to <laughs> get their breather system or whatever health system up and functioning. And I'm like, oh, this isn't gonna go well. So we got about 20 minutes into playing, and the both of them are like, all right, nope, we're done, we're out, we're out. And I'm like, okay, I'll play this on my own. Or get Nate and Dave to play. Um, I would, I would have no problem playing No Man's Sky with you guys. Now that it's on Xbox, and now that more people I know are playing it, I'd be down for that. Yeah. Um, I uh, and then after that we went over to, uh, because why the fuck not? It took literally three minutes to install it. We checked out uh, <laughs> Daisy. <laughs> and man, I remember when that game came out, and I'm like, huh. It's been years. I wonder what it's like now. It's absolutely the same. They have done oh, yeah. literally nothing to change it in any way whatsoever. From what I understand, it is an enjoyable piece of garbage. Uh, maybe. We had fun <laughs> trying to find each other. Like, that seems to be the main, uh, one of the biggest parts of the game, is just trying to fucking find your friends. Um, <laughs> I was able to find Nate, or Nate, I was able to find Lou once, and I was able to find Damien once. Um... And when I found Damien, I actually had to, I tried to get him to kill me, and he tried to shoot me because he found a gun with bullets, but the gun didn't work. Uh -huh. <laughs> I, I ended up dying in front of him with him doing nothing because I was just impatient, I guess. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, so we quit that, but we immediately deleted it from our save file or our console. Oh, you know what? There was one other game that we were going to play and check out before. It's called Dungeons of the, or Dungeon of the Endless. Dungeons of the Endless. It's basically a sci-fi dungeon crawler, but it tricks you because you think it's one of those games where you come in, it's like a twin stick, almost like a twin stick uh, dungeon crawler, but it's more of, hey, you walk into this room, you are now in this room, what do you want to do in this room while these enemies are attacking, and you automatically start shooting at them, it's like, okay, now click on these other rooms you could go explore. I'm like, wait, I don't get to control my character independently? He's, no, no, no. You just click on the room and we go to that room. I'm like, uninstall immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it's the, it's the dumbest. I'm sure there's something about it that people will probably love, but to us and how we wanted to play that night, it's like, this is not. This is not a, a get your friends together and have fun. It's It seemed really... Uh, um, that night, we ended up ending with uh, we until like two o'clock in the morning. We fucking played Battlefront Two, 
just because yeah. I, as bad as everybody, everything that everybody says about that game, it has nothing to do with the actual fucking game. It had to do with the transaction, microtransactions. Um, it does, it did, and it kind of still does. <laughs> there's no microtransactions anymore in that game. Oh, that's right. They removed them all. But mm-hmm. the grind for currency, at least when I played it like a year ago, the grind for currency did not seem to be any better. So, and that's the thing about the currency. It doesn't seem like... So there are two different types of currency. Um, like, there's like a normal level-up thing where it's like, okay, cool, you know, you can get this ability you can do these abilities or whatever but then you actually earn you still in or earned in-game currency that used to be used for something and now it's not used for anything <laughs> so <laughs> you just have this currency that's building and it's like what the fuck is this for yeah, <laughs> that's kind of weird yeah. i just i know that star cards have played a big part in the game yeah and I don't think they ever rebalance them very well. So there's like certain star cards that are just overpowered, and you really had to invest in like leveling up your star cards to be any good. Yeah. Um, even with that, because we just hopped in and played, we fucking had a blast. Like I said, we played for multiple hours up until two o'clock in the morning. Um, and then last, what was that? Thursday night? Yeah, Thursday night. We hopped into. Just again on the win on a whim because it's on Game Pass. We all installed World War Z, and holy shit, World War Z is fantastic. I'll have to try it out. I remember it's the it's, big draw of the game was having those massive zo- zombie swarms like they had in the movie. It's third person Left for Dead. Really, it's third person Left for Dead with RPG elements. So once you run through a campaign, every time you go through a campaign, you earn current, you earn. Or you level up your character, you level up your guns, you can unlock abilities as specific as there are like eight different classes. Might be more than that, I can't remember. Might be more or less, I can't remember exactly. Um, it's a really cool idea, and I'm really excited to continue playing it. Um, but it really is, hey, okay, here's storyline, or episode one chapter, and then it breaks it into four or five chapters or something like that. Uh, and then all the other episodes are different locations that are from the book slash movie. Um, I say book slash movie because I'm pretty sure the locations that are in the movie are in the book, but what happens has nothing to do with that fucking book. That movie has nothing <laughs> to do with the book that it was based off of. All it is is the name. Um, yeah. It's not a good... Did you like that movie? I did not really enjoy that movie it's, that It's much. not good. The The best part about that is the fact that uh, Peter Cabaldi was, was cast as a Who doctor, and then the year <laughs> after he got announced as the new Doctor Who. And everybody's like, we should have seen it. It's like, no, that's the who. Who, who is a, a thing? We all know who the who is now. <laughs> half the world or half America thinks that it's lying to us, and the rest of us want to strangle the people that don't believe it. Um, well, I'm I'm glad that Peter Capaldi got cast as a doctor because he is hilarious. Oh, he was yeah, he's fantastic. I've never not liked any of the new doctors. Um, I say the new doctors on purpose because there are. There's at least one of the original Doctors that annoyed the shit out of me. Um, (laughs) uh, It was actually the fifth Doctor? Yeah. Yes, the fifth Doctor. Because the fourth fourth Doctor, classic Doctors are my favorite, is the fourth Doctor. That's Tom Baker. Um, And then the fifth Doctor is just annoying. I never liked him. (laughs) How do we get to that? I'm like, how are we talking about Doctor I have not watched Doctor Who in such a long time. Well, I mean, if you're talking about Peter Capaldi, that's at least four years ago, right? 
Yeah, I never even watched an episode with him in it. Oh, <laughs> man. He is a dick, I, and I love it. I think I stopped right after... Um, Matt Smith? David Tennant. Probably Matt Smith. Matt Smith was after David Tennant, right? Yeah. Yeah, I probably stopped right after Matt Smith. Twice Upon a Time was his last episode. That was in 2017. Fuck. Wow, that was so long ago. It feels like so so recent. Yeah. Well, I mean, Blacklist. Every episode of Blacklist I've been watching is still a couple years old. And yeah. I'm into like the third season already. So, How many seasons of that are there? I think there's six of them. Hmm. There's quite a few episodes every season. I don't think it's a spoiler to say it at this point, because, again, this stuff happened years ago, but, like, I got past the arc where Liz, quote-unquote, dies. <gasps> um, <clears throat> now I'm in the arc where, apparently, at least what it looks like from the last episode I watched, there's going to be a new major villain introduced soon who is dismantling part of Reddington's organization that he keeps trying to rebuild. Hmm. Um, he just he just got done almost killing Mr. Kaplan, or Kate, who is his cleaner. Um, and now she's sort of healed up and on her way back, but I don't know what exactly, what role she's going to play in the upcoming story. Huh, Interesting. Yeah, I, I and Denbei is really pissed off at him for killing Kate. <laughs> um, I um, I stopped watching. I I got like five episodes into that show, and I I just couldn't I couldn't get into it. Mm -hmm. It's it's very much like a monster of the week kind of show is the yeah. thing. Yeah, it's a monster I, of the I week kind of like... show with a massive overarching narrative. Yeah, and I was gonna say I am a fan of those kind of shows, but only usually when it's actually a monster. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, some of the problem is, is they took the show and made it so long. There's no like official number of how many people are on the blacklist is the problem. Oh. So they like from sometimes from week to week they were just inventing brand new criminals to come up with, and it's like some of them are very hit or miss. Like some of them are really interesting, and some of them are complete duds. And you're like, how did this person ever become a criminal worthy of the blacklist? <laughs> Yeah. And why are so many? Why does it seem like so many of them end up doing the exact same thing that someone else did? I have been watching. Oh, you know what? I just realized within the last two weeks, Kim and I have watched all except for the final season of this fantastic show called Letter Kenny. <laughs> Oh yeah, Letterkenny. Have you heard of Letterkenny? I knew I've known about Letterkenny for quite some time. I have not watched a single episode of it. I've seen like the funny clips that people put on Facebook and yeah. YouTube and stuff of it. I had not seen anything. Like literally not a single fucking thing. All I had heard about I had heard people talking about it and the way they talked about it, I thought it was a reality show. And I'm like, I'm not watching a fucking reality show. Uh and then Kim and I were like my mom was like, Oh, you guys have to watch Season 8, Episode 6, that's the best episode. That's the second to last episode of the season, the series so far. Um, <laughs> I looked it up, and I'm like, alright, 
Oh, you know what it was? I heard a single audio because, as I think you know, Kim and I use TikTok. Um, mm-hmm. There was a single audio I heard on TikTok, and I'm like, this shit's funny. So I'm like, all right, maybe we should give it a shot. So I looked up the episode, and it was like, oh, this is the second to last episode of the series. I'm like, all right, Kim, let's watch the first episode. And if we don't like it, we just never have to watch it again. Like 10 mm-hmm. minutes into the episode, like, and I, we just look at each other, and we're like, fuck, we love this. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it, it looks pretty funny. The clip that got me interested in it when I first learned about the show was them arguing over how to cook a steak. Oh my god! <laughs> was it them actually cooking it, or was it in front of the the woman that was cooking it? I think it was them cooking. They okay. were all outside yeah, in front yeah. of a grill, and they hadn't even put a steak on it yet because they were too busy arguing about how to cook it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. That was the first episode. So it's so weird because there are certain aspects of the show that I'm like, this feels like it's it might be considered racist or deemed racist in certain ways because they talk about um, in Canada when they're playing hockey, sometimes in the area they have to play the whatever level it is, like a state level, I don't even know. Um, or not state level, fuck. Or whatever the fuck however the fuck Canada's divided <laughs> uh, provinces I guess um, but <laughs> yes, they, basically no no I mean but how the ter- how it is separated for like sporting sporting teams and shit um, oh. but th- every once in a while they have to go up against the the they call them the native or um so the natives no the resis the resis uh, because they're on reservation land um, okay. And they when it when they're like a really good team, and whenever uh, they go up, certain teams go up against them. People playing against them will be like, "Oh yeah, I'm sick." And the joke is that they have the native flu. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that one, is, that's like the one thing where I'm like, I don't know about this. But then <laughs> the rest of the series is very like hey, you don't say that, you don't do that, you, this, these, you don't... It basically, yeah. like, hey, we, we're in the right, or not the right, but this is what you're not supposed to do. Um, yes. And I'm like, oh, I, I mean, actually like the awareness of this. Because, like, somebody will say something, and it'll be like, you can, no, they, you don't say that kind of thing. It's like, oh, I'm... Hey. Like, it, yeah. it's almost like a teaching moment for if you were younger, but obviously this well, is a much more mature show. Yeah. I mean, the thing about putting like sensitive race-based topics and shows is just how the producers and director, you know, handle it in the first place. Like there's, there's good and bad examples of that. Like a great example of a director who handles racism well in his films. And some people find it controversial even is Quentin Tarantino. I I fucking hate Quentin Tarantino. (laughs) But at the very least, he he's realistic about how he puts racism in his films. He doesn't shy away from it or try to skirt around the issue. He's like, if I have a racist character, then that character is racist. There's yeah. no two ways about it. Yeah. Whereas if you look at a movie like Gods and Generals, which is an awful fucking movie just cinematically, Gods and Generals is basically a love letter to the Civil War Confederate South, mm-hmm. where it they've have three black people in the entire film and they're all sort of like the quote unquote good slave where they like love their slave masters and treat them as family. Yeah. 
there's one of them who even fights as a soldier for the Confederacy and gets ma- gets like upset when his master is killed in battle. Oh, wow. And it's like that movie was not handled well, at least in terms of race at all, yeah. because they just turn these people into like they turn them into characters. It's basically, you know, a minstrel show, but with actual black people in it. Because um, I, I always, my mind, I know how you're saying he represents racism, racism or whatever. If a character is racist, that's it's like, yeah, obviously not good kind of thing. Um, but he's also one of those people that I feel like, in in that was the joke about, um, fuck, was the most recent movie he did that Hollywood one, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. The mm-hmm. joke was, oh, he didn't use the N word once in this movie. But he made fun of Hispanic people all the time. <laughs> yeah, it was like a trade-off Which... where, oh, hey, no, no, uh, no black people really, but mm-hmm. because of where it's set in California and the time, it's like, oh, we're gonna make like racist jokes about Hispanic people. Yeah, mm. I mean, there's there's movies that are even focused on race that don't handle it well. I remember watching American History X when I was like young. Yeah. And that movie doesn't even handle it well. And that's the entire point of the movie. Yeah. (laughs) Like, it's, to me, like, people hail American History X as this cult classic. And I'm like, no, that movie is fucking awful and teaches (laughs) people really bad stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But otherwise, for the show, fucking fantastic. it, It is, it's, the seasons are like six episodes long the episodes are only like 23 24 episodes or 24 minutes long um so it's it moves fast enough so even if there is like a bad episode or laggy kind of episode you just get right past it you're Uh, not trapped in it like the blacklist with a fucking hour long episode (laughs) (laughs) yeah if it's a bad monster of the week you can just get through it within the next 20 minutes um i'm just watching episodes of that show and i'm like why did i waste my fucking time i mean hell some of it sometimes the cold open which i don't think that's what this no the stake is from the middle of that episode um that episode is actually called native flu uh oh maybe no that's not native flu that's further down after they fight whatever um it it really is just it's uh I, where, where where was i going with that you said something about a bad show which one called take but is it is it like oh. a parks and rec style opening um it depends some of the cold openings some of them have wayne who's like the main character the main main character who's also the creator or writer creator of the show or whatever um he like looks he's at the camera looks at the camera and says you're talking with your friend the other day and then it cuts to the conversation and then it cuts back to him maybe with a little one-liner ending a joke that they were about to finish on the in the conversation um and then goes right to the the opening title card or whatever and i'm like i i think it's great i highly recommend it like it's on hulu i don't know if you have access to hulu um I mean, hell, fuck it's you. Have, everybody has access to everything nowadays. Um, <laughs> just, I, I highly recommend giving the first episode a shot. If you don't like it, hey, guess what? What'd you waste? Twenty three minutes. Go watch yeah. an hour bad episode of of Blacklist. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll give it a shot maybe sometime this week. I think I need to take a break from Blacklist because I'm just sometimes I'm begrudgingly slogging through that yeah. show well I mean that's we we put a pause on Avatar to watch this because uh, mm-hmm. we're right at the right at the point where 
spoilers, sorry, if anybody has not watched Avatar The Last Airbender. Um, what are you doing with your life? Yeah, what are you doing? It's on Netflix, <laughs> for God's sake. Uh, but we're about to be, we're like two episodes off from Toph learning metal bending. And I'm like, to me, yeah. I just love the fact that there there is an entire style, a uh, form of bending that one of the main characters create or learns and creates and develops or whatever. I'm like, this is the greatest yeah. thing. And that's why Toph yeah. is one of the best characters. The only thing I wish the show would do is show more of the advanced bending forms. And you don't get that until you get to Legend of Korra, where it's like metal bending is so commonplace now that the cops yeah. use well, it. Well, I mean, and that makes sense, though, because... <laughs> It's it was created fifty years, maybe maybe more. I don't remember the timeline, but actually, what is the timeline between? How I'm not sure about the exact timeline, but Toph is rather old by the time we get yeah. to Legend of Korra. Avatar and Korra. Seventy. Oh wow! Legend of Korra is fifty-two episodes. Last uh, tells the story of Aang's successor, a seventeen-year-old. Blah blah blah. Takes place seventy years after the conclusion of Avatar. Um, gotcha. Makes sense. I mean, she would be. In her eighties, by then. Yeah. Actually, but the, no. She's we not have to realize it. that this is a world where basically magic exists. So. I was gonna say, I'm pretty sure Toph is dead, though, isn't she? I'm not sure if she's dead by the time of Legend of Korra. I think she is may be dead. Toph dead in Korra. <laughs> this is I'm literally just typing in Toph dead. Travel, but it does confirm that no one has actually seen her die. <laughs> Wait. Who is alive from the original series? Toph Beifang alive confirmed she is residing in the swamp. I think Toph is still alive. She's yeah. just very fucking old. And there's one scene where Korra is in a swamp and does meet like old Lady of the Witch, Lady of the Swamp. Toph. Hey, is it Aang dead? Duh. Um, Katara alive <laughs> confirmed. Sokka dead confirmed. Aang's time has passed. My brother and many. Oh man, that was sad. Uh, Zuko alive. Yeah. Um, Toph alive, she's in the swamp. Appa unknown, Momo unknown, Iroh residing in spirit world. Mm, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure residing <sighs> in spirit world counts as being dead. <laughs> Man, Ozai probably dead considering his age. Uh, Azula, Suki, May, and Tylee all are unknown. I'm pretty sure Azula has to be dead or at least lost. I mean, I read all these comic books that take place between the two, yeah. Between the two series, but it's all this quest. Like, one of the major threads in these comics is a quest for Zuko to find his mother. Yeah, because she's not dead the entire... It turns out that she didn't die. You're, yeah, I guess he, he does He does eventually find his mother, yeah. so... Don't spoil, I haven't read that, man. Come on. Well, I actually, I actually haven't gotten around to read that. that. Um... I actually, uh, because we're so close to finishing Letterkenny, and I'm like, all right, we got like a season and maybe five episodes left of Avatar. I went ahead, and because it's not on any streaming platform that I could find, knock on, not knock on wood, but I just said fuck it, and I bought uh, the complete series of Korra on Google. Um, mm -hmm. So now my entire Google family can watch it. Yay. Uh, yeah. I loved Korra. I loved Korra to death, and it was weird to me because I had tweeted about it when you know, Airbender had first dropped on Netflix. Mm -hmm. There was, you know, there's hashtags trending and everyone was like, oh, well, it's so much better than Legend of Korra and blah, 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 and all this. And I'm like, even if you think that, it's not impossible to enjoy both series. Yeah. Like, Korra was fantastic even on its own. And if this had came out without any connection to the last Airbender at all, I think it would still be just as good. 
because it's it has its own flavor that is entirely different from the last airbender and we're seeing we saw in legend of korra things that they did with characters that they wouldn't do in the last airbender like Sokka was the only prominent non-bender in the entire show. Yeah. But well, Sokka didn't get a whole lot of time until he finally learned, like, swordsmanship and got really badass. Well, and that was, that's a, I love that's a joke online, too, where it's like, yes, Aang learned all the four different types of bending. At the same time, though, Sokka learned all all four nations' fighting style. Um, mm-hmm. Like even one of the first episodes of the season, the first season when they go and they meet, um, oh fuck, the the island named after the badass a- a- avatar. I can't remember her name right now. Uh, <sighs> the avatar who's like murder is okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> no, no, no. Don't reason with them. Kill. <laughs> um, Omashu? No. Uh, no. I'm trying to find out what her name is. Why am I blanking on this? I think it's Kyoshi. Yes, Kyoshi. Yeah, Avatar Kyoshi. I love Kyoshi. Um, but Suki is the one that they meet, like, the head of the, the Kyoshi, Kyoshi warriors? Yeah. Yes. Um, and, like, he and, or Sokka and her kind of hit it off, uh, before his eventual girlfriend becomes the moon. Um, <laughs> but they, uh, I, I really enjoyed well, even her because you were just talking about non air non benders being not really getting that mo- much focus. Even mm-hmm. her having a part more in the show uh, as it goes throughout. I was like, they really are, are like, hey, here's a character. Oh, we're gonna have them come back. We're not gonna. It's not like a boom. Yeah. This is done. Um, but I enjoyed, I enjoyed Legend of Korra for showing Asami in more scenes than most other non-benders got credit for yeah, because she's extremely capable and it finally gives you an answer to like, how do non-benders even survive in this world of people who are basically magic? Yeah. And it's funny because to a certain extent, she kind of has the same role as Sokka because Sokka's thing was, he was the, he, as dumb as he is, he was also the, the mind kind of guy of the group of the main three and then she was more of the mind because she was like a, an inventor almost, right? Yeah, because her dad, her dad ran this major yeah. corporation that helped rebuild, that helped build Republic City. I wonder, and there's so, part of me that wonders if they are in any way like descendants of the inventor from, um, the from Avatar. Yeah, well, no, she she invented a lot of stuff. She was kind of like their version of Q almost. Yeah. And but she was also like this extremely capable fighter who would go up against benders without question. Where like a lot of not one of the major themes in this show was sort of this Amon, the first major villain, was trying to start a revolution between non benders and benders. Mm -hmm. Because he's like, it's unfair that these people with magic abilities like get better treatment and stuff like that. And Korra was like, no, you stop that. slap the shit out of them <laughs> I'm trying, now I really want to know if they are in any way related I'll look that up later That's too. Much I don't work. know I'm pretty sure all you're going to run into is like hundreds of fan Wattpad fanfics <laughs> oh here you go like Father. 50 Shades of Avatar where is she uh, 
what's the father of him? Nothing? Okay, cool. I'll do that another day. Uh, <laughs> it'd be kind of cool, though. It would make not make sense, but it would be kind of interesting for her to be, like, the descendant of that other inventor guy. Um, yeah. But then that's getting a little bit close to fucking Skywalker. <laughs> it's like, only Skywalkers can do these things. Only this family line can be the smart inventors. Uh, <laughs> no. I fucking... I hated everything J.J. Abrams did oh. to Star Wars. <laughs> so, not the first one. The first one was fun. The and first it was one an was fun. fun film. The last one was fun and enjoyable, but also made literally no sense where the world was set up from the previous film, which, in my opinion, is the better of the two films, even though other people are like, Meh. Well, it would have been... It would have been great if J.J. Abrams didn't decide to just shit over everything Ryan Johnson had done. Yeah. That would have been... I, I wanted a continuation of the story that was already set that, up, not... That is the biggest... A complete erasure of it. Yeah, and that one of the, one of the biggest issues, and I know we've talked about this before, my, my biggest issue is you can't, you can't tell a consistent story if you are going to run, or if you're going to change the director and the writers for all three of these parts. If you're going to have a three-part trilogy, or a trilogy, fucking consistent. Have one person doing everything. If it's not well, one person directing, at least one person getting the story together. I mean, that's true. At the same time, I think I think that entire the entire new trilogy was a victim of personal agendas from producers and directors. Yeah. That is the major issue that I have with it, is a lot of people wanted to get their movie made the way they wanted it made and they weren't taking any input from anybody else. You know, think of it this way. At least Ryan Johnson was like, boom, here's a Star Wars. You hate that? Fuck you. I just made Knives Out. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, bitch, eat a dick. I just made one of the best murder mystery movies of the last decade. I mean, that's true. (laughs) I I have gone over the plot of the new trilogy again and again and thought of so many ways in which to improve it. I know hundreds of other people have already done that. Yeah. But Well, even that leaked summary of what the storyline was originally supposed to be, it's like, oh, that would have been yeah. okay. I just I when I sat down and watched, you know, the Rise of Skywalker in the theater I kept remember saying to myself in my head, like, that's from the extended universe, that's from the extended universe, <laughs> that's from the extended universe. All the stuff that's no longer supposed to be canon was in that movie. Well, and so, so that the cool thing, that's the one thing, one of the big things I'll give Disney is the way that they've treated the extended universe, naming it as putting that new moniker with the, the legends. It's mm-hmm. their way of being like, hey, none of this is canon currently we can change our mind, we can work it in a way that it can become canon. Thrawn. Thrawn is now canon because of Star Wars Rebels. Um, yeah. The fucking... Everything that's in the Clone Wars and the Rebels shows are canon. Everything in, in Mandalorian is canon. And it's mm-hmm. a way of them being like, hey, these are some really cool ideas, let's bring this in over here. We like this idea, let's bring this over here. What? Oh, Darth Maul's not dead? Let's make a show about that. Well, the I think the people like me had t- the thing that I took issue with that a lot of people who were in the extended universe took issue with is Kathleen Kennedy, the producer of this trilogy, yeah. had said like we don't have anything to pull from, we don't have source material, and it's like you literally made a movie out of old source material. Yeah. Like 
that is what Rise of Skywalker is. And that that's I think the most disappointing thing with and I have nothing against Kathleen Kennedy in any way. I'm sure she's done incredible things. Let me let's see what else Kennedy's done. Um see filmography what has she produced fuck man just look at that fucking filmography you can't you can't <laughs> hate that filmography um but it's one of those things where i don't think she should be in charge of this universe uh i don't think she can she can either and whether people like her or not i don't think is the big issue mm-hmm. again the problem with rise of skywalker it is and the entire new trilogy is all three movies are victims of people's personal agendas yeah and Kathleen Kennedy was a major contributor to that. I mean, Admiral Holdo was one of the is one of the most disliked characters in Star Wars history. She does and get a to lot of people had like thrown it on this thing of like no one wants a tough girl in charge of stuff, and it's like no, she was just a legitimately bad character that came out of nowhere yeah, because was... someone wanted her to be in a movie. What should have happened? Mm. And not even not oh god, getting back into fucking this shit. The, again, I really enjoy that movie besides certain things that could have been tweaked. Instead of Leia dying, or instead of Leia, survi- Leia surviving, I my whole thing was I wish that she had survived long enough to get everyone off that ship, and then she is the one that does that, or some shit like that. There was no need mm-hmm. for her to be a character, or for Holdo to be a character. Um, no. There was no need for Holdo to be a character, and there was no need for Leia to survive yeah. past that movie. And I still... In the, Again, it is another thing where it's like, hey, we wrote this before she died. They didn't. Nobody yeah. knew that was happening. That could, nobody could have predicted that happening. Um, but it's, nobody could have predicted it happening. But at the same time, you don't. They they did this in two movies. Like you almost kill off a beloved character in two separate films. Yeah. Where we did kill one in the first film, which was the end. That was the end of Han Solo's entire legacy. Okay, his son kills him. That's it. It's done. No more Han Solo. Right. Like, that is how you finalize a character. And then they brought him back for a little bit anyway. But no, I don't think they actually brought him back. <laughs> oh my god, sorry, I'm ex- I'm fucking, I might need, oh my god. Um, Pop is putting out a, <laughs> it's a Funko Pop. But it's the meme, it's the Spider-Man, Spider-Man. <laughs> is it the two spider man It's a two-pack of Spider-Man pointing at each other. <laughs> oh god, I need that now. <laughs> If oh, I, no. It'll be the first pop figure I bought in years, but if it's gonna be one, it might as well be a meme. Yeah, hold on, let me just save this <laughs> and throw this in your in the Discord so you can see it real quick. Downloads, upload. They are. They just had a. An, uh, an <laughs> it's literally just two yeah. identical Spider-Man. <laughs> um, but they are. It is the right arms pointing too. It's not like two exact uh, exact ones just pointing at each other. It really is. One's got the left arm up. One's got the right arm up. Um, mm-hmm. Oh my fucking god, that's awesome! They, uh, one of the interesting things about pop figures is browsing through PC Part Picker in order to find parts for my build. Um, a lot of people actually theme their entire setups around, around a certain character, and they will use a pop figure because there's normally space in the front of the case, like right on top of the PSU shroud, yeah. and so they like mount a pop figure inside the case. I've seen a lot of that shit. It's some of Someone cool. did ask me if they could install an incandescent light bulb in their PC case once, and I'm like, Ooh. Do, do you understand what thermals are? Oh my god. <laughs> I was oh, like, you could a... buy an LED light bulb that looks like an incandescent light bulb and not worry about it. <laughs> oh, look at these adorable kaiju Hello Kitties. 
Kaiju Hello Kitties. Kaiju Hello Kitties. Yeah, those are kind of adorable. <laughs> oh man, I I I don't follow the um the Funko page anymore. Uh, mm-hmm. Just because I'm I'm just done. Oh, they're putting out an 18 inch supersized I am group. Like I'm still group. waiting on my squishable plague doctor, which I pre-ordered months ago. Oh uh, yeah. They came out with one, and you're supposed to be able to pre-order it, and I don't know if it's been released or not yet. Weird. Uh, we just finally got um, our... It's still available for pre-order, which means they haven't even released the damn thing yet. Well, remember, things are a little bit fucked up right now. Yeah. Um, this, I, I need to get this one. I'm sending, posting this one, too. I, I love this uh, as a Mickey Mouse fan. Yes. Oh, that is adorable. That is an adorable yes. plague doctor. Uh, but yeah, we got our giant ass. I think it's an 18 inch, maybe. Um, the giant ass baby Yoda, or sorry, the child from Mandalorian. <laughs> um, so I'm excited. Well, he, he he's big. His bobblehead is not the best because his head is too big for his body. <laughs> well, the uh, this plague doctor squishable. His lantern actually glares in the dark. I need to tell Dave about this one. Sorry, now we're just looking at pop figures on podcasts. This is not <laughs> we the great, really are. Not the I greatest like content. The classic Mickey's though. There's me. Oh geez, football yeah. pops again. Look at the top left, top left right there. Yep. Gotta I get, see him. Yeah, yeah. Um. So speaking of seeing things now, oh man, that just made me think of everything. We so last time we talked, had EA Play started yet? EA Play. The, the I don't EA think it thing. had started. Cool, 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 cool. So, EA Play this year was a waste of time. I'm sorry. The coolest <laughs> coolest things that got announced were the new games by the indie developers that I can't fucking remember the names of right now. Um, they showed off Star Wars Squadrons, which looks fantastic. Uh, mm-hmm. I like. I That is almost possibly a day one purchase for me. Um but every, what everybody was really freaking out about was the fact that we got final confirmation that there is a new skate game in the works. Did they have anything yep. to show us? No. They just wanted to tell us that it is happening. Skate <laughs> Skate 4. And my thing is, it's going to be Skate Remastered. <laughs> just, I mean, it very well could fuck be. With everybody. If the original Skate was remastered, I'd play the shit out of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that just, just a little small thing about that. Um... We've been we've gotten a couple of updates. Like another thing, big part. I know you've got Cyberpunk down here. I'm gonna bring up some Pokemon news. Uh, get the shit, shit news out of the way first. Uh, after the bigger event, the week before this week, they announced Pokemon Unite, which is a MOBA Pokemon game, a free-to-play MOBA. Finally, game. finally, Nate will play for about three rounds and then never touch it again. I will install it, pretend that I'm gonna play it, and then uninstall it because fuck that. I'm not playing a MOBA. Uh, All I want to know is if I can just play like as a Team Rocket character and attempt to steal people's Pokemon. So part of the gameplay, <laughs> you know how in MOBAs where you have to, you get those like buff areas where you can defeat a thing and then you get I don't know I don't play MOBAs. Yes, you yeah. go into the jungle, you kill a mob, and yeah, you get a buff oh jungling, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you catch Pokemon. You on the field can fight random the Pokemon that pop up in the wild. And when you f- defeat them, you catch them and they join your team and continue fighting for you. Yeah. I think that's an interesting way of doing it. 
Um, it's an interesting way of doing it. I mean, it switches things up because traditional MOBA, you just pick a hero. You've got that hero skill set, which you level up over time. And that, that's still the main And part. the major difference maker are the items that you buy at the shop. Ah, okay. Um, so you have still have that weird skill tree that resets every time you play a new game. Uh, your Pokemon also evolve as you play and get stronger. Uh, I'm not sure if that is a every match kind of thing, or if it's a you start off playing as Char- Char- Charmander and eventually have a Charizard. Yeah. Um, it it's looks probably like, going to be a reset every yeah, match. Yeah, it, it felt like it was more of a reset Mobile. thing. Um, which I thought was a cute idea. Uh, in most of the Pokemon that they have selected for you to play as are um, are three-stage Pokemon besides Pikachu, and I'm pretty sure Pikachu starts mm-hmm. as Pikachu and never changes beyond Pikachu. Um which well, again, it's the that's... game. What MOBAs are based around are character roles and abilities. So, like, when I'm playing League of Legends, right, there's three heroes that I really only ever play as because I'm a noob and don't really understand the game that well. <laughs> um, one of them's a tank. He's Malphite is his name. His ability set is very simple, but he's great at punishing people when they overextend. Um... Caitlyn is my ADC, my damage character. She's ranged and does a lot of damage and can do it really fast. She's more of like a single target. I'm just going to turn your health pool into mush kind of character. Um, And then I'll play a Sona, who's a support. She's basically healing and buffing friendly characters to help them chase down and do a lot of damage, even supporting 2v1s for -hmm. your team, so that way you can get those early kills and level up even faster. The core... The core to most MOBAs, at least starting out, is focusing on leveling and earning gold faster than the enemy team so you can have access to more resources. So it's interesting to see how that will work in a Pokemon-themed game. Like, is the goal in the first couple rounds going to be level my Pokemon faster than everybody else? Are certain Pokemon going to be suited to better roles and certain lanes in that MOBA? That's what I'm waiting to find out. Um... I, uh... Upset stomach? Diarrhea. Yeah, I have no interest in that. Um, they did announce the previous week, they announced a couple other games. There's a new puzzle game called Pokemon Cafe. Uh, cute little free-to-play yeah. game. Um, We're getting Pokemon Snap. Oh, right? man, that was going to be my big reveal, man. You gotta... Hold on, man. You cheese, man. <laughs> Pokemon Snap's back, motherfuckers! <laughs> Dude, nobody I have this shit. problem in bed, too. Who you come before the other person? It's it's premature. Yeah, it's okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nine, was it 9 out of 10, man? I don't fucking know. Um, yeah, I'm excited. They announced that. I was not expecting it. Obviously, they... They don't have much to sh- much to sh- much to say or show right now. Uh, what they did show was cute, and I am excited. And I hope they still put out fucking print your picture kiosk somewhere. Uh- <laughs> if it's not a kiosk, they better come out with a motherfucking printer that I can hook up to my switch. Switch printer, yeah. yeah. Um, I want them grainy ass dot <laughs> matrix pictures again. I want to stick them all over my computer. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm excited. I I loved Pokemon Snap. I've gone back and replayed it multiple times, and it's still fucking fun as shit. I don't care what anybody says. Um, It's it's a great time. And the thing is, it's a game where, like, 
you can try as hard as you want, or you can just have a relaxing ride through a active volcano if you want to. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, excited about that. Uh, speaking of games that I'm, I love and I enjoy, uh, Animal Crossing, which I'm now over a month from playing, I believe. Um, oh god, I haven't touched it in so long. Yeah, I know it's bad. Uh, but My they village got, is dying. They updated their first with the first summer uh, update. Um, and I just threw in here, they literally started uh, the video off with showing your character diving into the ocean. And it's like, oh shit, you can now swim. Yeah. You don't have to glitch yourself into the ocean. Um, no, swimming was a part of another Animal Crossing game yeah, that people were actually kind of upset that they took out. Mm. Whatever. Um, I, there's, I, I'm not going to get into video game fans annoyed about things that are added <laughs> or removed from games after they come out. Um, but no, they, they... What? This new game isn't exactly like all the other old games? They How are dare. taking everything and just adding more? Um, but no, so diving's back. You can get different kinds of kind of items to donate, different kind of items to sell. Um, it's also brought back Pascal, who's this adorable little red sea otter. Uh, but you're going to be able to trade him scallops while you're swimming around and finding shit and you get new DIY recipes, there's a whole bunch of mermaid stuff. There's a How picture. does the world of Animal Crossing work that there are certain animals that have not evolved to, like, sentience yet, but then all the animals you have somehow find it okay to eat other animals? Well, there's that... There's a one... Somebody made a video of... They give a frog a frog, a frog villager a frog, and he's like, I'm gonna cook this thing up. And it's like, oh, wow. <laughs> 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 he, he's like, ah, oh, this is gonna be delicious or something. He's like, wait, maybe I shouldn't be eating this. Um, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so new mermaid stuff. You can mermaid the shit out of your house. Um, Gulliver's back, but now he looks like a pirate. I don't know what you get from that. Hey, all I'm glad is that Gulliver is back because he has washed up on my island only a single time. How? I don't know. Because there's a whole thing where if you save him like 50 times, 30 or 50 times, he gives you the recipe for a, uh, I believe the golden, either the golden shovel or something golden. Which is I don't know, but I've only ever had him show up on my island once. That's crazy. What'd you do to your... I don't, I don't know. I know that I have about four stacks of rotting turnips waiting in my game when I get back. Ooh. <laughs> I filled my inventory. I literally bought enough turnips to fill my inventory, sold them off for a massive profit. And I had four stacks left, and I'm like, do I really want to go through the effort of getting on somebody else's island and selling these? And I was just like, nah, I've got over two million bells now, and my house still isn't fully upgraded. I think I'm okay. <laughs> I'm telling you, you're going to need more money. Two million is not enough to get yourself all the way to the top. Oh, I know. I'm going to I'm gonna keep running stock market in the next few weeks just to see like what kind of turnover I can make. I just need to plug my fucking switch back up i still have i not... probably too it hasn't been charged in a week so yeah a week that's definitely all it's been for me <laughs> i've been playing like i've been going hard on all these goddamn uh fucking well there's other games on the yeah. switch that i want to play too like these are games that not a lot of people are interested in but i mentioned the astral chain months ago and i never even bought it like, I want to play Astral Chain. I want to play Bayonetta 2. I want to fucking finish Super Mario. Like, these are just games that I don't touch that often because my Switch is sitting in a case somewhere and I'm just playing Maxbox most of the time. Yeah. Um, yeah, so 
that all oh, Animal Crossing. There's a part two coming. We don't know when that's going to happen. Uh, Nintendo has been very just all over the place with their announcements, and I'm not hating it. I kind of love just random drops. Um, well, I don't hate it either because they're not making a spectacle out of their announcements. Yeah. They announce stuff when it's ready to come out. Well, and not, not only that, so that... And this is kind of why I love Nintendo. Because Nintendo was like, you know what, fuck it, we're going to do things digitally. We we are tired of the pressure and having to deal with people and doing these live shows. Let's do digital presentations. And that worked great. But then it hit a point where it's like, okay, we're going to do directs for just about everything. Even if it's not huge news. And the problem with that is the people that started and in, in were like, oh, every direct is going to be boom, 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 all these big news drops. No, no, that's not how it works. This is their way of getting information to us now. It doesn't mean mm-hmm. every time it's going to be, here's a new Zelda, here's a new Mario, here's a new Kirby, here's a new Kirby, here's a new Kirby. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Kirby gets a lot of fucking games. I love Kirby, but he gets a I lot of I love Kirby too, games. and I just want another Dreamland. <laughs> Just give me all of it. If you remake all of the Kirby games and just put them on a on a single, I almost said disc, but you know, cartridge. Um, <laughs> a disc. Here's the new Switch disc version. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> it has anti-skip. Uh-huh. <laughs> Literally 80% of the console's retail <laughs> fucking real estate is just taken up by a disc drive now. <laughs> just carry around an optical drive with two Switch controllers attached to it. Um... So yeah, excited. Uh, uh, directs got blown out of the water all the time. So now I feel like Nintendo was like, okay, we're only going to announce a full direct when we do have bigger news, bigger, more mm-hmm. not bigger news, but multiple pieces of news that we feel are necessary to get out there together. Multiple pieces of news that are actually going to influence something in the Nintendo market. Which is hype. If it's whenever they need a little hype boost, I'm like, okay, I get it. Yeah. I but love the great thing about Nintendo is they don't rely on the hype train to yeah. sell stuff for them. Yeah. They rely on Where good quality games for the most part. Most AAA studios do rely on that. They're like, we're going to show off a fancy trailer with fake fucking voiceovers for some reason and, yeah. you know, try to sell a game based on that. But Nintendo's like, nope, we just have a cool update for a game that everyone already bought and loves. So take it or leave it, I guess. <laughs> oh, that's cute. Um,. Where was I? What what was I talking about that for? I don't know. We jumped into Animal Crossing. We did jump into... We dove into Animal Crossing. But you (laughs) know what? I'm talking about people just dropping news on everybody. Uh, Microsoft, Xbox, Microsoft, whatever, uh, announced Mixer is closing. They uh, took Mixer out behind the shed. They just whacked it. They're like, you got (laughs) a month. Literally, a month before Mixer closes. I think the biggest news around that, because you put it as a third bullet point, but just to go over it, um, Ninja and Shroud uh, walking away with millions yeah. of dollars. Ninja's walking with, away with $30 million, Shroud is now, walking away with $10 million. And they now are allowed to just go right back to Twitch if they want to. Well, here's the thing. is We grew up when video games were reaching their second golden age yeah. in like the 90s and early 2000s where the home console was a staple of every middle-class household, basically. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And never in my entire life did I ever sit down in front of, like, my PlayStation 2 and think to myself, someone's going to make $30 million playing video games in the near future. (laughs) And 
here it is happening. And the interesting thing about it is like these people are getting contracts with severance packages attached. There's the kinds of things you don't get until you reach like executive positions at a corporation. And all these guys do is stream video games. And of course, millions of people watch them do it. And that's a great way to generate revenue. But they've set themselves up with golden parachutes that if their career suddenly ends because of some nonsense, like a major gaming company shutting down their streaming service, they can still walk away with quite a lot of money to set themselves up for the future. So in that, I was going to say, in the thing about um, the way that Microsoft handled this is they dumped a shit ton of money into Mixer to get it to be where it was or to try and get it to be the next big thing in game streaming. Or, yeah, game streams. Um, the problem is it never caught on. It never caught on in a way that it made an impact like Twitch. Um, no, and because they, by the, they came to the party too late. Twitch yeah. was already a household name. Uh, and they reached a point where it was, okay, we either continue to dump money into this and hope it works, or sell it you sell it off make as much money as you can merge it with another up and coming because supposedly facebook gaming has actually been getting some traction um yeah and i mean hey cool other opportunities uh we because we already had a page on there to make a page for the gaming streaming mm -hmm. on there we literally just had to add one line of of description to our <laughs> facebook page um, well, what Facebook has to do with their gaming platform, though, is push that platform to more people in more places. The thing about Twitch, Twitch is a service that you go to because you are interested in Twitch's content. Mm -hmm. You're probably a gamer who wants to see game streaming. Facebook, however, has everybody on it for all kinds <clears throat> of reasons. Yeah, Facebook is, hey, you're already here. Why not? Exactly. I remember so, when the video, the videos in general became such a big thing. Yeah, I mean, they have a whole watch section on their mobile app now just for videos. Mm -hmm. So that's what they need to do with the game streaming is push that out to more places. I mean, Facebook runs on ads and they run their own ads for their own services on yeah. their own platform. So <laughs> why not also, if they really want to capitalize on their investment with Mixer, they need to start pushing that to more places. Like if freaking aunt karen doesn't watch video game streaming she still needs an ad on her feed every once in a while for it yeah. or it's just never going to take off sorry I'm rant really over just stupid shit again <laughs> online i gotta stop scrolling through twitter while i'm doing these you um, really do it's bad there's just some <laughs> stupid shit people say you just can't you just can't with twitter people. is a fucking cesspool i well and that's the thing i've tried to weed out the sessiness uh, <laughs> that is dangerously close to another word <laughs> like see this is a good one about to go live and talk about foam because she's a cop. I want to go to somebody like in person and be like damn you sessy and they're like what <laughs> <laughs> like don't worry it doesn't mean what you think it means I'm not hitting on you <laughs> that's not a compliment it's actually the opposite <laughs> damn you sessy girl <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, whoo! I might make that a shirt. Um, that won't make any sense to anybody ever. Uh, so yeah, Xbox Mixer, Mixer, or sorry, Mixer is closing, merging with Facebook Gaming. Like we said, Ninja and Shroud get to walk away with a whole bunch of money, uh, even though partners were given zero notice. Um, they were offered equal status with Facebook Gaming, which. 
a majority of them do not want because a lot of them are in no way supporters of Facebook in any way. And I get it. Facebook is not a good company. Um, no, it's not. <laughs> uh, I was going to say Facebook gaming. The cool, the cool thing that I am not excited about, but I like that they're working with in some way. Um, it is going to have some kind of integration with xCloud when it, be, when it leaves beta, or maybe even starting in beta, who knows. Um, but the way that they talked about it made it seem like they were trying to do with do what Stadia planned. I don't think it's become a thing yet, but if you're streaming a game through Stadia, you can click on that game while watching that stream and be like, you know what, I want to play that, and then it will automatically upload or start playing for you. Um, mm -hmm. which is a really cool idea, but I don't think they've gotten that working. It sounds like the plan is to have that same kind of integration go with Facebook gaming, which, again, really cool idea if you get it to work. Um, what's even cooler is if it is something through xCloud because of the way that xCloud works and the fact that they are going to have that integration on xCloud with Game Pass, it makes it so you will automatically have, hey, here are hundreds of games you can click through and immediately play with a subscription fee. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> do that. Fucking do that. Um, yeah, I'm I, I'm still one of those, and I'm sure you are too, where it's like, yeah, we support Game Pass. Why would you not yeah. support Game Pass? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, Game Pass is probably one of the best console-based gaming services to come out it is a great way to get access to a lot of games for cheap I was there are a lot the of games that is... i've installed from game pass that i thought <clears throat> i would never play just because i couldn't justify spending the 40, money on 40, them 50 bucks. yeah yeah 100 um even in and it's one of those things where if a game that i already own and like recently have bought is now in game pass i don't get upset about it because i'm more like oh other people can play this game i've told them they should be playing now um, yeah. Like, I bought fucking Journey to the Savage Planet in, like, mm -hmm. a week or two later. They announced that it was coming to Game Pass. I'm like, oh, cool. Now I can nope. get other people to play with me without having them have to pay for this game. Um, well, I played a lot of that game by myself, and it's, it's a fantastic so game, and I'm glad good. it's on Game Pass. <laughs> um, I didn't know if you had actually gotten around to playing it. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, it's so good. Um, I'm mad that it didn't get as much attention as it should have. But, I mean, it came out in a year that was probably that was surrounded by a whole bunch of other shit. I think, because that came out the same year, that was last year, right? Yeah. Came yeah. out alongside, it was pretty close to, like, Control and all those kind of games. It's like, yeah. It was overshadowed by a lot of larger titles. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it was I don't think it was a $60 game, either. No. Um, I wouldn't have been, un, I wouldn't have been uh, unhappy if I had spent 60 on it. Um, well, this, just quick news that just launched an hour ago i didn't even see this oh, shit. um one of your favorite games is getting an update astroneer <gasps> Ooh, new astroneer they update have, Where? they have an automation update now so they've got automated <sighs> oh, resource extractors i had been hearing about this and stuff like automated arms that give you the ability to move large amounts of resources from one place to the other that's uh, sensors and stuff that can turn you can use sensors and repeaters to turn machines on and off without you physically walking up to them and pressing a button oh and it's live now I didn't know that yeah so there's a lot of new stuff in the game apparently uh, Xbox um, Play Anywhere is now available I also saw gosh. that That's, yeah, yeah. the update is now available on Xbox I mean the Play Anywhere thing um, 
That's cool. It's not up on uh, PS4 yet. Auto extractor, auto arms. Damn, medium and large resource containers. Fuck. This <laughs> looks so good. Oh, man, I love this game. And I hate that every time we play it, we start over with a new game. Mm-hmm. And I know they, they did add... Uh, I know other people will be annoyed by this. They did add microtransactions. Um, but literally only for costumes. Gotcha. Yeah. It's the Exo Outfitter store. You can now purchase new suits and additional cosmetics like hat, mask, visors, palettes, and game store. The first bundle in the store contains the new frame suit, as well as the robot dance and animated happy blue visor. Um, I'm like, whatever. <laughs> Who cares? Uh, and they did just some other updates to a lot of the stuff, which is always cool. Man, I love that we've been playing this game since beta, and we still go back and play it over and over. Yeah. It's like it's not the greatest game on the planet, but it is just fun. It's just a it's fun, fun, relaxing time. It's a fun, relaxing time until you inevitably fall into a hole. And, <laughs> and they're like, ah, fuck. Uh, <laughs> they've done so much. And I mean, because of us playing it for so long, we've gotten to see them fix so many of the annoyances about it. I yeah, that's true. Like little the game has changes. become much more streamlined as time has gone on. It makes a lot right. more sense. Um, yeah, highly, if you have not played Astroneer, speak again. We, man, we like are un, unintentionally doing segues on this shit because guess what <laughs> Astroneer is part of Game Pass at least as far as I know yes Astroneer uh, Game I, Pass I hope Facebook gaming takes off like in I the said way... we already have it we are already on there <laughs> yeah I just hope it takes off in the way that I'd like it to I hope that it at least if it isn't pulling the same numbers of Twitch it's at least spreading farther and wider than Twitch is and is able to reach more people because Facebook is a massive platform. Yeah. My only fear right now is because Facebook already has an issue with hate, with hate speech, and mm -hmm. how that's going to be handled with gaming platforms. And we well, already know. <laughs> I can tell most people from experience that Facebook does not handle hate speech well at all. Yeah. I mean, I've reported a lot of hate speech in the last week that Facebook has straight up told me we're not removing this comment. It doesn't violate our terms of service where I'm like in your terms of service, it specifically says this thing is against your terms of service. Yep. Sounds about right. <laughs> they just, they always, the thing is, is Facebook has also used COVID-19 as an excuse to not review reports. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's, I, I don't, that's the most annoying thing. I will say, yes, it is annoying, but at the same time it is, true to a certain extent um, they don't have the people doing the same work as they were before and yes while it is annoying I mean I get that but Facebook moderation seems to me like it could be a job done from the comfort of your own couch it to at least in my mind it doesn't take a lot of effort if you have a queue where certain posts are forwarded to you and you review them I think and, what Facebook has to work on is if you're going to have a platform that big, stop trying to automate the process to death. Mm -hmm. Stop trying to set up the same algorithms that sites like YouTube use to determine whether content needs to be on the platform or not. Have a human being sit in front of that content, review it, and see if it violates the terms of service. I think most reasonable human beings are going to see certain comments and certain content on that website and be like, yeah, this doesn't belong on Facebook. An algorithm is just there to make a yes/no decision based on, honestly, code. It has no ability to 
to be discreet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Sorry. Now there's tweets about fucking satisf- Satisfactory having new shit coming. Yeah. I had played Satisfactory a month ago and got to a point where I feel satisfied with the things I had built, you but did not want to grind for more. Yes, it was Satisfactory. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's, um, it's another one of those games where you hit a point and it's like, oh, wow, it's, this, there's a lot well, I gotta do still. When I hit the point where I'm building like three mile long conveyor belts, I was kind of done. <laughs> <gasps> yeah, that's a bit much. Well, because you don't really get access to the top tier, like, real automation delivery stuff mm-hmm. without a whole lot of work that requires you to explore rather far and wide to even get to that point. Like, trains were a big addition to it because it was a easy, simple way to start delivering stuff to where you wanted it to go. But automating trains can be very difficult if you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> so... You have to experiment quite a bit, and the problem is, is experimenting with anything in the game costs you time and resources. So eventually you get to a point where it's like you've experimented so much, you just don't want to try to do it anymore because now it's become more frustrating than enjoyable. Yeah. Right. I do want to get to a point where I at least get vacuum tubes because you can launch yourself to ridiculous Ooh. distances using them. That sounds fun. <laughs> um so yeah, these last two things we got on here are all from you. Uh, yeah. So I will admit the second thing here, I um, I have no interest in. It's nothing against the game. It's just it's not my thing. I mean, hell, well, to be honest, fine. even this too. Most yeah. These these are two things that the world seems so excited for, and I have no fucks mm-hmm. for. Well, I didn't have a whole lot of interest in The Last of Us too. What I was interested in is the controversy surrounding it because everyone had heard the news about Naughty Dog and the way it allegedly treated its employees. Um, The the spoiler leak that came out about the plot was a big issue and a lot of people had read those spoilers and already determined that they didn't like the game from Jump. Um, I think if Naughty Dog wants to make a story-driven game, it's kind of important to have a good plot. I've watched and read a lot of reviews over the past week of the game, some of them positive, some of them negative, and some of them kind of in the middle ground. Mm-hmm. Um, the game itself, from all the gameplay footage I've seen, looks like a huge improvement over the first game. So the gameplay is tight, it's fluid, it it's good. The gameplay is not terrible at all. Um, the biggest issue that people have with is the story itself. Uh, just the only spoiler that has to come up and most people already know about it is Joel does die at the very beginning of the game yeah yeah he's killed by another character Abby and a lot of people were like how dare you kill this beloved main character of the first game and I had watched a take from Cosmonaut Variety Hour a YouTube channel I follow and he's like how could you even say that this character is beloved like Joel through the first game you you play as a terrible person in the first game the plot of the first game is that Ellie is the only person immune to the cordyceps fungus that's turning all these people into monsters. Mm-hmm. But in order to get that cure and to synthesize a vaccine, they have to kill her because the infection is in her brain. Um, just like it is with everyone who's infected by the fungus, but they have to literally like cut major portions of her brain out in order to synthesize a virus. Yeah. And Joel doesn't let that happen. He actually kills the doctor who's going to perform the surgery. 
Yep. So, you're not playing as a hero in the first game. <laughs> and I don't think a lot of people understood that because they're just like, this is a character I relate to because he's an angry dude out on a quest for revenge and killing people. <laughs> but in the second game, uh, you do play as an adult Ellie now, but only for half of the game. The other half you play as Abby and you're kind of replaying the story as Abby because Ellie is now on her own quest for revenge against Abby for killing Joel. Yeah. Um, when you finally do play as Abby, a lot of people had complaints about a Abby's character design, which I won't even get into. Um, but she is very much the survivor now in the story. And her entire quest is finding out basically like, okay, who is killing all my friends and how do I get away from them before they get me? <laughs> um, it's just it's it's a story that I think can be compelling and can be as gripping as the first game I just don't think it's a story that appeals to everyone in the way the story from the first game did yeah. because there's no like father daughter kind of attachment thing going on there um, it's just one character's quest for revenge and one character's quest to get away from somebody and in Abby's mind, she thinks she rightfully took revenge on Joel because that doctor from the first game is Abby's father. Oh, wow. Well, that seems spoilery. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a little spoilery, but I think most people at the end of the first game actually understood that because there's cutscenes that kind of explain that. Um, I don't know. I think it's, again, I think it's a good game. I just don't think it's a game for everybody. I don't even think the first game was a game for everybody. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, that was, again, I... I had a PlayStation at that time and could have played that game. I gave it a shot. I got about an hour or two in, and I'm like, no, this is just not me. This is not my kind of game. And I, I mean, no. I, I didn't expect it to be because I am i haven't enjoyed a Naughty, a Naughty Dog game since the Jack and Daxter days. Mm -hmm. So, Well, I mean, the only other thing Naughty Dog had, had announced in recent time is Crash 4. So, no, that's at not least Naughty we're getting... Dog. Hmm? That's not Naughty Dog anymore. Oh, okay. Naughty Dog, well, Naughty Dog has has not had the license or had any control over uh, Crash in years. Um, I gotcha. think at one point was it THQ that had Crash Bandicoot? I'm not sure. Bandicoot. I don't think. No, it was but uh, I don't know. We're we're waiting to see more interesting things as more people get into the game and play it sort of what their takes are on the game the biggest issue Activision. for me was review bombing i hate review bombing yeah because most of these user scores like metacritic had shown off how many user reviews that they had of the game and a lot of them are people who have not and will not ever play the game mm -hmm. and i just don't think it's fair to give a game especially a bad review if you have no intention of ever playing it to yeah. begin with well and, and because... i have seen uh i've seen a lot of people that actually even though they play they have actually played through the game they weren't have they weren't satisfied or whatever those are fine mm -hmm. it's that shit where it's like fuck this or one or two things yeah. that they hear or a rumor or whatever that gets them to go well, fuck this game it's that stuff, and it's the reviews based on stuff that doesn't even have to really do with the game. Yeah. A lot was made to do about a particular romance scene that happens in the game, and I 
actually went and searched for the romance scene to see like okay what is the fuss about why are so why are so many people pissed off about this one particular scene in like a 10 hour long video game yeah and i watched it and yeah the scene is kind of ham-fisted and kind of stupid but it doesn't ruin the fucking experience Mm -hmm. like it's a dumb little scene that a developer that a writer wanted to put in a game and like i said just like with star wars it is a scene that is a result of somebody's personal agenda. But in this case, it isn't strewn throughout the entire game. It's just something that happens in a passing moment and you can get over it, honestly. Yeah. You still have so much more of the game to play after that occurs. Like my issue with review bombing is it gives the sense of people wanting a game to fail. And that's what I hate the most in gaming. Like, when Mass, when Mass Effect Andromeda, before it even came out, that game was getting review bombed. And I understand all the reasons why, but no one had even played the fucking game yet to see if it was as bad as they were saying it was. Yeah. And... I mean, it did end up. <laughs> I mean, it did end up that bad. But, you know, justifying your prediction that a game is going to be bad after the fact is one thing. To want a game to honestly fail is something entirely different. And I think that's the problem that the gaming industry has now and sites like Metacritic have is you cannot I don't think it's fair to give a game give a game a review before you've played it, of course, but also because you want a game to do poorly, you just give it a negative review. Yeah. yeah. Like no one should want a video game to fail. <laughs> you know, give it a fair shake, give it its give it its chance in the sun, and if it fails based on its own merits, fine, whatever. It was a bad game but don't come out and be like, oh, well, I don't like this game because of stuff I heard about it, so I want it to do bad, so I'll give it a bad review so other people then won't buy it or try to enjoy that game. Yeah, it makes sense to somebody. Yeah. Um, anyway, last bit of sort of news thingy here, gaming-related anyway, Cyberpunk 2020 details, which you said you already have no interest in. Yeah, I I don't know what it is. I think it, it doesn't help that I also was not a fan of... Um... Of Witcher? Yeah, The Witcher. I, I've tried it multiple times, I just can't get into it. Gotcha. Well, I think Cyberpunk, at least from what I've seen, gears up to be a completely different experience from what The Witcher was. Yeah. So, that's one thing it's got going in its favor. Um, not just aesthetically and settings-based, but also gameplay-wise, is entirely different from what The Witcher was. Mm-hmm. Um, what we did find out is a lot of details about the game that I am excited for, because it adds depth to the game. Um, one of the major changes just going down the list here is the three different prologues based on your origin story choice I remember the last time I even experienced something like that was Dragon Age Origins where based on your race and how you picked an origin story you played the beginning of the game entirely different from everybody else Yeah. Um, this seems to be the case in this and I believe we saw footage of all three beginnings of these prologues so you have Street Kid which is like you're a native of Night City, you grew up there all your life, but you're kind of in the lower class and you've fought your way to get to the position you're in now at the start of the game. Um, Nomad actually starts you outside of Night City entirely. Um, You are kind of a roamer, a wanderer, and it's got a very Mad Max style theme and feel to it. Um, The Corpo is you're in Night City, but you're kind of the upper class. You are a corporate goon, basically. Um, and so it's going to change I don't know if it changes any like your starting stats or anything like that 
but it does change how you begin the game and how your relationship with Night City is going to start. Um, there's a rural area outside of the city, which the Nomad actually starts in, so there's more than just Night City to explore, which is great because that means that you're not just stuck in this rainbow puke cyberpunk futuristic <laughs> setting all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a feature in the game called Brain Dance where you are kind of reliving in first person even the memories of other people. And it's used sort of as an investigative tool. So, like, say you have to find out who killed somebody else. Or you can jump into the victim's brain dance if you recover it. And then you can go into an editing mode, which actually lets you explore things around their memory. Um, You can hear audio that they may have overheard. If they have certain implants, say, give them thermal vision, you can switch over to that to see what they saw. All kinds of interesting stuff there. Uh, they did add bare fist melee combat to the game, which looks a little looks a little wonky, as all first person melee combat does. Yeah. But it's it's reasonable. I don't think the game ever is going to make you rely on it, but I think if you build a character around it, it can lead to some funny moments. Sort of <laughs> like building an unarmed character in Skyrim did. <laughs> um. There are some people in the world who are all natural. You're actually tasked with rescuing one who's a Buddhist monk. So there's some people in the world who don't have augments at all, um, which just adds to the depth of the characters you'll interact with later on in the game. And found out that there's an ability to avoid bosses as well. So in the first gameplay demo we saw, we were fighting this big dude who had like a chain gun and a shield. Hmm. And he was tough. Like he was a challenging boss fight. But then I find out that there's a way to avoid him entirely and still complete the mission. (laughs) Um, so you can you can literally sneak right by when you get into the boss room there's an exit door and if you climb up into it you can use a fire escape to get out of the building scot free (laughs) Uh, so there's a lot of different ways to interact in the game Um, everyone I think who plays this game is going to have a completely different gameplay experience CD Projekt Red has kind of been stressing that like Mm -hmm. no two gameplays will be the same based on your choices Um, they even have the ability to go through the game and just be if you want to be completely silent in all your dialogue options, like a lot of games do and see how that turns out. I always enjoy that. Uh, I think the combat is being polished right now. That's kind of their biggest sort of, I won't say issue with the game, but their biggest gripe with it right now is the combat isn't at the level CD project red wants it to be at right now. Um, Oh, it just it looks like for me the the appeal to it is it's very much the gameplay very much reminds me of what Deus Ex was. Yeah. Where I get a choice of how I want to approach each encounter, I get to, you know, pick and choose the weapons I'm going to use. I can avoid using weapons entirely and go completely non-lethal if I want to. Hmm. Um I can just go out there and kick a bunch of ass if I build my character that way. But Cyberpunk also seems a lot more forgiving in that sense where Deus Ex was actively punishing you in a way for not using stealth. Uh, Cyberpunk doesn't seem to be doing that because there were, like I said, I've said it before, there are achievements tied to stealth in Deus Ex um, that were really hard to fucking get, and I got so tired of trying to get them at a certain point. (laughs) Um, Where Cyberpunk seems to be like, play the game how you want and see how it affects the world around you for better or worse. So, that's, that's the major appeal of the game to me. Um... I don't know. It's coming out, I think, November now. So it's yeah, pushed back another pushed month. Back again. 
Uh, I'm still looking for a collector's edition that I can snag from somebody. So if you're listening and you have a collector's edition that you may not want, I will pay you for it. (laughs) (coughs) (coughs) Uh, I don't know. To me, it looks like a fun game. I know that you're not interested in it, but I hope that there's enough there to get enough people interested in this project. I think CD Projekt Red deserves all the praise that is coming their way because they they have paid painstaking detail to this game. Yeah. Um, they have made, even just from watching the previews of the game, they have made a fully realized world to play in, which is something that not all games are even capable of doing. Um, everything in the game appears to be interactive. Every little detail in the game, every little choice you make in the game is supposed to affect not just the outcome of the game, but stuff that happens to you during your playthrough. So it's not just like, oh, am I waiting? Is it Mass Effect where I've made these decisions now I'm waiting for an ending? It's, you know, well, I made this choice and now that affects whether or not, you know, I'm able to complete a mission in the way I want to later on in the game or if that mission will be available to me, or if a person in that mission that I care about and want to save will end up, you know, dying, or if somebody will betray me because I've done something to them that I didn't know about before. Like, it's all connected. Everything in the game is connected to something else. There's no moments where it's just like, oh, I killed a random person, and there's no penalty for it. (laughs) Oh. Hey, what I miss? (laughs) <laughs> a lot. We are almost done. <laughs> Quite a lot. Oh, God. Sorry, right. I'll listen to it. <laughs> it's okay. Well, Dave's here. Hi, Dave. Hi, Dave. Hi, oh. Better late. You knew what they call me. Better late than never. Uh, oh, man, we're better, almost done. Better never than late. Better never, better never than, than late. Lever. Better late. Was it better Nate than Lever? Better Nate than Lever. Yeah, that was something. Better Nate than Lever. We've said that before. That's a joke. I'm going to change my name to Lever now. There's a... You mean... What? I can barely... Chris. You can barely hear me. Yeah, I'm going to boost. Boost? Use, wow, that's too loud. To get through. Use the boost <laughs> to chase. All right, now you're fine. For whatever reason, my volume... 30... Well, it only matters on our end. <laughs> Well, I just got done talking about Cyberpunk and some gameplay details that were touched on this week. Oh, yeah. I touched all over those. They were... <laughs> five kinds of pubic hair? Let's go! Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I wasn't talking about how you can customize your fucking genitals. <laughs> well, I only have two kinds of pubic hair, so I'm curious what the other three kinds are. I know I saw somebody post a thing being like, I'm going to have two dicks, a vagina, and all three are going to have different pubic hair. I don't think the general customization goes that far. <laughs> oh, God. Just uh, strap a bad bad dragon to yourself I'm and call gonna, it a I'm going to fuck myself no, the, fucking somebody just, else. Just, just to stay on topic, the thing that I hear most from what I've read about Cyberpunk were overwhelming. And from CD Projekt Red, who created The Witcher, I'll take overwhelming. Because The Witcher 3 was overwhelming, and it was amazing. The Witcher 3 was beyond overwhelming. I My only playthrough of that game is clocked in at 180-something hours. Well, I stopped playing The Witcher 3, and then I started playing Gwent. I never got to finish that game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I played a lot of Gwent. I downloaded the Gwent card game from Steam and played a, a few rounds of that, and it is 
a whole lot crazier than it was just in The Witcher 3. Yeah, I played it on Early Access on uh, on, uh, Game Pass. The rules are entirely different, and the cards, even some of the cards from the major Witcher 3 game, behave entirely different in Gwent. On a side note, my favorite thing about Gwent compared to a game like Hearthstone is if you give your opponent like a little G end of the game, uh, it's like to promote non-toxic behavior. If you yes. both if you both GG, you get like five in-game currency. You know, it might be like a hundred yeah. in-game oh, currency cool. for a pack. You get bonus you, currency. If bonus you GG your opponent and they GG you, right? You get bonus currency. So that's mm-hmm. kind of nice. Yes. So always click GG at the end of every game. <laughs> right, because if you're a salty dick, then you don't get rewarded. That's Even cute. if you get stopped, you just click GG. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, the well, I touched on Cyberpunk. The thing I was telling Chris about were some of these features that came out this week as people got early access to parts of the game. It's only four hours. Yeah, but the major the major change, just the one major change, is that your prologue, there's three different prologues of the game based on your origin story choice. Right, mm-hmm. so even if somebody picks the same origin story, play through the prologue differently, and like you said, with three different origins, it's pretty unique and gives the game quite a high replay value. Yes, it, it just changes the way that you're introduced to the world, more or less. Yeah, one of them you're like a street rat, one of them you're like a government goon, and the other one you're uh... Yes, there's street kid, nomad, and corpo. Nomad, yeah, corpo is the... Corpo is your corporate goon, nomad is you actually start the game, you literally start the game outside of Night City. <laughs> um, you like wanderer. Yeah, and street kid is like you grew up in Night City all your life and you've fought and scraped for everything you have so far. Nomad, you start the game outside Night City, you have to shoot a mailman. Yeah. <laughs> Secretly, this game is a sequel or is a, a alternate reality fallout. <laughs> no. Um, You're secretly playing Benny. Yes. <laughs> secretly playing. You were Benny the whole time. <laughs> you actually shot yourself. You just don't remember. <laughs> the uh, I remember playing New Vegas, so the first time I saw Benny, I was like, "Nope, this motherfucker's got to die." I shot him in the face immediately. Right. No. Yes. Log, no nothing. I he, walked into that fucking he casino. Got, he got. He got to get it. <laughs> walked to that casino and all the people were like, "Why you carrying a gun around?" I'm like, "There's a person I'm here to see." <laughs> no, the uh, last thing I want to touch on, not gaming or media related at all, really, um, was Jerry Conway, the creator of The Punisher, has. There's a couple days left in the campaign uh, for certain shirts, I believe, but skulls he launched a Skulls for Justice campaign. Kind of a reclaiming of the Punisher skulls from law enforcement agencies that have used it in the past. Um, it focuses primarily on black artists who create these various designs of the Punisher skull, integrating them with Black Lives Matter themes. Um, Hell yeah. One of them, the most popular design, which I now have as my Discord profile picture, has raised over $46,000 being donated directly to Black Lives Matter. Every shirt sold. All the proceeds go directly to Black Lives Matter. Um, and I am buying the shirt that I have as my profile picture uh, sometime this weekend. But there's three days left in the campaign, so if you want a cool-looking shirt with a Punisher skull in it that supports a good cause, just Google um, Skulls for Justice and you'll reach his campaign on custom ink. And do it quick. You download yeah. this episode of the podcast quick. I got three days. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, that's it. That's all the stuff I have for today. All right. Cool, 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 cool. Well, Dave, since you weren't here for the beginning, uh, what have you been watching slash playing? 
<clears throat> sorry, I'm eating at the same time. I had to get one meal in. This is my last meal of the day. Um, what I've been watching? Um, I started watching, watching Chuck. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Because I bought it on Blu-ray off Camel, 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 like two weeks ago. Yeah. That's been sit sitting on my shelf. And this week, I've been cleaning my room a, little, a lot, trying to take back control of my space so I can start doing some GDP yoga, starting to get in shape, a shape other than round. Um, so I've been... Uh, <laughs> I've been uh, watching some Chuck because it's the best. It is pretty I like fucking it. awesome. It, it it goes, like, if I were to put it anywhere, it'd be top five. The best things I've ever watched. Community's in the top five. Chuck's It's got to be. All right. Um, also watched some Person of Interest, which not the top five best show I've ever watched, but a really underrated show. I never yeah. watched it while it was on TV, but it's on Netflix now. That was one and, of those uh, ones that I, I watched mm -hmm. a few episodes, and I remember my dad being a huge fan. The entire show was based on Joe Biden's shoot him in the leg advice. So. God damn it. <laughs> Literally, the main character walks into a room and murks like five dudes by shooting them all in the leg. Yeah, yeah he, does, he, he does. He shoots them in the thigh. He, like, he, he, he kneecaps like three people per episode. Like, his KPR, his kneecap per episode, or KTE <laughs> kneecap per episode. It's probably at about a three. Even so, it's like he he shoots all these people like right where their femoral artery is. So if they didn't die from him shooting them, they definitely bled out like they thirty seconds out. after. God. Hey man, these are terrorists, all right? Well, I hope they all have tourniquets on them. So what about playing? Have you been playing anything new? Um, I didn't play too much this week actually. I'm trying to think, I played Madden, and I've been cleaning my room. I have no, I don't have time to play games. I'm like working out like every other day. So what you're saying is doing a lot of self care. Yeah, you've been doing a lot of self care. I was gonna say what you're saying is you need to get a, you need to do the Bernie Burns setup. You need to get yourself yeah right. A, get game yourself and walk. a uh, uh, Mr. Game and walk. <laughs> <laughs> also, Michael Emerson is amazing. He's um one of the main characters in Person of Interest. He's kind of like the. Uh, Man behind the curtain, loser of Oz style. That's Ben, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no attention to that man behind the curtain. Michael Emerson from Lost. Uh, he was uh, Benjamin Linus. Linus. Yeah. Ben Linus slash Henry. Yeah, he. I remember him being really good. Yeah, I mean he's great in everything. Uh, I watched a behind-the-scenes video of like outtakes and bloopers, which I like to do after every season of a teacher that I watch for the time, and. Uh, he, in one of the behind the scenes clips he's mad at himself for walking with a limp because his character has a limp he's like I don't have a limp he has a limp why do I do this cameras aren't on <laughs> yeah alright well I guess... out of character trying to defend himself walking it's been a busy week or two weeks uh gaming world has been the gaming world has not been so much news on games as news with shakeups of things happening because of people being not the greatest kind of people did you guys talk about dr disrespect uh no i forgot to add can that i one. talk about that that was the main one that i was gonna be okay with us talking about because it was a wow finally. So obviously you guys probably already talked about mixer that's that's gone yep. mixer has been done we talked about that but one of the biggest Twitch personalities and one of the ones that they are or had been banking on is the number of, sheer number of subscribers. You had a multi-year deal with Twitch already. Yes, yeah, yeah. sheer number of subscribers and, and 
watch hours they pull off this guy is Dr. Disrespect. His real name's Guy. Guy plays this character, Dr. Disrespect, on stream. And it's crazy. He's like six foot eight. Like, he looks like he should play in the NBA. But he plays Dr. Disrespect. This, like, straight out of the 80s, like, wig wearing. Like, he plays, like, wearing, like, Kevlar and fucking sunglasses. Like, he is Dr. Disrespect as a character. He really yeah. embodies racism. He's, he's pretty funny to watch. He's entertaining. Uh, to some people, not to me. Guy has a little bit of history in that uh, two years ago at TwitchCon uh, had an affair, slept around with someone. He didn't say who specifically at the time, with someone, um, and he admitted that publicly on stream that he did it on his wife, and then he was going to go away for a little while. There's been memes about it. You can look up the videos yourself. You can put them in the dump, Chris, find them, whatever. But he, he admitted to it said he's going to step away for a while, he's going to work on his marriage, and he apologized to his fans. Well, the rumor come out, does Bruno Mars is gay? <laughs> the rumor come out uh, this past week, because of all the allegations that have been thrown around, some of them just pure defamation, other of them very, very legitimate, most of them rather legitimate. Uh, the rumor is that who he cheated on his wife was a top female streamer, and that she was forced to have sex with him against her will, and that she is prepared to drop a public statement Wow. that outs all of his details and confirms the information with multiple sources. So in lieu of that, Twitch got word and perma banned. Um, I did some digging, and I, I watched the last six minutes of his last stream on Friday, uh, and he gets a notification on his phone, pulls it out, says, all fuck. Puts his phone away, Somebody asked him to play Roblox. He doesn't know what it is. He jokes about it. He pulls up a two-minute video, puts it on in the background of Roblox while he's, like, typing on a second monitor. Yeah. And then after about four or five minutes, you can look up the clip yourself, four or five minutes, he's like, uh, Champions Club, I love you guys. We'll get through this. And then his stream comes. Wow. So he had, like, down to the minute notice that he was being banned. Yep. Yep, he got a he got a message, a direct message on his phone. He mutes his mic for a little bit to talk to his wife. Uh, he, he admits that it's hard that he's talking to, and then, like I said, he says, "CC Champions Club, you know, love you guys. We'll get through this." And then he cuts. Now, what I said about the, the female streamer is speculation at this point, but it's the most heavily speculated slash accurate rumor that people are putting the most weight in and seem to be backing the facts. Um, there's footage from the, that TwitchCon, the one that he did cheat with wife at, yeah. where there's a there's an after-party event um, where you were not supposed to live stream. Yeah. Some some dingus uh, who was just chat clout uh, did try to live stream. And he gets, he gets away with it for like 30 minutes, but he runs into Doc and he's off-character. He's I mean, he's not wearing the gear, he's not wearing the wig. It's just a guy. And yeah. he's like, oh, hey, there's Dr. Disrespect. He gets up all in his face. Yeah. And Doc is talking to two girls. See them in the background of this IRL street. It's like late at night. They're at like some truck or something you know, near wherever TwitchCon was. And Doc's like, cut the fucking camera off, man. Yeah. So, like, you know he was up to no good. Yeah. Well, with all of these things, um, with Dr. Disrespect, with we didn't even talk about him, Angry Joe and people like this. Angry Joe um, was the one that was live streaming when he was Gotcha. Well, Angry Joe has, has got himself in his own bit of hot water. <laughs> um, 
Oh no, wait, Angry Joe is somebody else. My bad. Yeah, no, Angry Joe. Angry Joe is in hot water himself, but that was the thing with uh... all of these is what really needs to happen. You know, if these things become legal matters and investigations have to be launched, um, they need to start corroborating stories of potential witnesses. I don't think that I think they're past that. I think that that's already been done. Not only did Twitch ban him, but he also lost his Discord membership. His oh, Discord wow. channel became unpartnered mm. at the exact same time he got banned. Well, so this for... is two. This is two companies dropping at the same yeah. time. For so him, they maybe they they're... know they probably know what's up. They're just not. For him, there may be a lot more tea than some other people. <laughs> um. And that tea has probably already been spilled, at least through private channels. The the thing that is kind of owed to his followers in the public is a statement that, you know, confirms that those rumors are either accurate or inaccurate, included with evidence. Right, come clean. Because at the end of the day, you're a public per you're a public figure. Like you you came on Twitch and your goal was probably never to become internet famous but now you are and you have people who you know in a way rely on your content on a day-to-day basis the perma ban was confirmed by twitch after all of his subscribers for the month were refunded yeah so so basically all we know is that dr disrespect is no longer going to be on twitch ever maybe (laughs) Um, we'll go to to mix oh wait facebook gaming here we come (laughs) yes but uh I don't know. Like I said, the what needs to happen is some kind of statement that at least reveals the truth to the public. Did this yeah, happen or didn't this happen? It's all Twitch drama, and I feel like we should report on it because it's a part of gaming. Um, but like Nate said, as a personality, you know, you're responsible for your actions. You may not want to be or think you are, but when you have thousands of people watching you all the time and spending money and doing all that, yeah, yeah, you well, gotta. You're you're responsible for how your actions influence and impact other people. And if, if the if the rumor is true, if he likes girls drink, or if like some he coerced her or forced her against her will, oh, that looks bad for him. That's like legal charges. Well, it looks bad for him, but it could be beyond that. It could be that she was coerced by somebody else into this. It could yeah. be that he was coerced by somebody else into this. Yeah, third it party. could be it could be a number of things. The issue is is like where does your integrity lie? Where does it start and where does it end? Well, I mean, if I'm a public personality first... and someone is goading me into, you know, sleeping with somebody just for clout's sake, then I think it's incumbent upon me to say no and let the chips fall where they lie after that. I was going to say, but he's also, uh, the fact that he had already been kicked with off children. to begin with, because there was a the whole thing where he broke the law and streamed from a bathroom. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. that, that uh, a whole thing last year. The yeah. thing about Twitch is... I think they're they are cleaning up the platform, but their cleanup uh, initiative didn't start until recently when they put together the whole Twitch Council. Yeah, talking yeah. about like two podcasts. It took too late. Well, they're a little late, <laughs> basically. They're 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 very late to that. And the issue with Twitch is we've we've said it before, and people already know it. Is before this council was set up, Twitch was playing favorites. Oh, they yeah. were they were letting they're large streamers get away with stuff there's a fucking cat outside my window go away <gasps> get a cat let him in that's called a free cat Nate. That's, yeah Nate, that's your cat now those are the rules <laughs> you can i'm not a hamster i can't have a cat well guess what? what you get that you get that cat and you get a hamster inside of a cat no 
I want my hamster to remain outside of cats for as long as possible. Okay. The, uh, the thing... Fuck, now I've lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> That's because you found now, a cat. Well, like I said, Twitch, Twitch had played favorites with their larger streamers for a long time. There was stuff yeah, that large streamers shit. could get away with, stuff that, you know, smaller streamers just couldn't. Um, everything from just plain nudity to animal abuse was yeah, sort of cat. sort of overlooked by That's Twitch when it you... came to large streamers. Uh, but if a smaller streamer did, if I got on Twitch and fucking threw my cat over my shoulder or, you know, waved my fucking dick around in front of the camera, I'd be banned right. in a heartbeat. You'd be banned in like a second. Um, Not on Mixer. You can go do that for fun right now on Mixer. <laughs> Man, I've been going through some of the shit that people are doing and saying and stuff. Like, people are just yeah. straight up watching, like, Netflix and streaming them watching Netflix. Oh, yeah. Well, that's because, I mean, with Mixer going the away, ships, there's yeah, the ships, anymore. Ship, ship's going down. Yeah, like, ship is going fuck? down. The fucking violin quartet is gearing up for their last song. <laughs> well, women and children first. Captain has already made a decision to go down with the ship. I'm seeing Maybe a lot. don't. If you go onto Mixer, um, if you like look at the partners, and even not even just the people that are streaming that have a semi decent count follower count or whatever, most of their their streams right now are just, hey, here's my Twitch account. <laughs> Follow me on Twitch. One person is literally has a stream. It's just a, a constant video loop saying, my this is my Twitch account. Go follow it, and then you'll go there, and they're actually already streaming on Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's not a terrible idea, honestly. Yeah. The, uh, I think all in all, you know, if Dr. Disrespect, you know, has some way to salvage this, then I guess Godspeed to him if he really didn't do anything, you know, scummy. But if he did, then honestly, his career deserves to burn in flames. Yeah. Um, we, we don't need people like that representing gaming on as massive of a scale as he did. Yeah. I agree. Alright, if you guys want to wrap it up, that was the only thing I wanted to talk about was Dr. D. All right. I always wrap it up, Dave. Don't, don't be a fool, wrap your tool. He double wraps. <laughs> it works I better. Mean, sometimes you gotta double bag it. <laughs> well, thank yeah. you for joining us on another episode of Space Time Taco. As always, <laughs> if you like what we do, follow us on all the social media. Just search Space Time Taco. You can become a patron. We're still reworking that. It's been a weird time. <laughs> patronize us patronize the shit out of us uh, follow us on YouTube, follow us on Twitter follow us on Twitch yeah subscribe to our YouTube and I'll upload some once a well, yeah yep. I've got almost all the parts I need so PC build video will be coming soon I just need a couple more fans Oh, I thought I was your biggest fan <laughs> I'm like a tiny well, fan no offense Dave but even at my size I don't fit inside of a fucking PC case so <laughs> That's not a problem. Yeah, if you if you have a PC case that's big enough to fit a person, but that's my that's my decade. final fan. It's just Dave standing next to my tower, blowing into it. Whoosh! <laughs> <laughs> Thermals are all fucking over the place. Go inside and play video games. Peace. Oh lord. Oh god.